Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, where we discuss both the day-to-day and one-of-a-kind issues facing real estate managers. Our topic today is the Internet of Things, and I'm here with Adam Kerr, Vice President and Leader of the IoT Business Segment at Hartford Steam Boiler. HSB provides risk solutions for insurance and reinsurance, and over the last five years has built Internet of Things sensor solutions for their partners. Welcome, Adam. We've been hearing a lot about IoT. Can you give us an overview of what this technology is and how it works exactly? Yeah, Suzanne, thanks for having having me. So the Internet of Things, maybe we'll start in, in helping to define that. Um, it's essentially this network of objects that have sensors embedded into them, software, other technology that really connect the devices and allow a data exchange over the Internet. And what's unique about it or, or the angle that I think a lot of folks are using insurance companies like HSB, but other people in the marketplace is, is really focused on the sensor element of that. And so connected sensors that speak to each other over the cloud and, and are able to share information and data, and then you're able to analyze that data and do something with it. And how can real estate managers specifically benefit from this sensor technology in terms of monitoring and loss prevention? Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a lot of different applications of the technology, and, and maybe what I'll do is give you a, a bit of an overview of of what we're doing with the technology from a sensor perspective, and and clearly a lot of other companies and how IoT I think can generally benefit the commercial property real estate space. Um, where I'd start is suggesting that the primary benefit is to focus on solving property perils. Um, so what that means to us is things that would normally trigger accidents, losses, claims, and, and how can you go and, and try to, well, we'll talk about a little bit more today, either predict and prevent those losses uh, before they occur, or once they occur, how you mitigate a small event from becoming a larger event. So we do bring a property peril focus to that. And what we do and how we operate is IoT the sensors that we have in the broader IoT solution is really designed to uh, prevent water loss. And that can be water loss as a result of freeze, uh, water damage itself, but also your ability to monitor temperature, humidity, and, and even refrigeration breakdowns. So that ability to solve for what, what amounts to a significant portion of a book, commercial real estate book, asset managers, property managers, you're focused on fire, but water loss is a significant portion of that. So we bring a particular focus around that water and freeze loss. Uh, but again, some benefits depending on the occupancy classes, refrigeration and spoilage is a huge, uh, is a huge concern for, for certain occupancies like restaurants or grocery stores. And so there's an ability to, to play in that space as well. Maybe what I what I would would offer Suzanne too is um, some of the occupancies that we have a lot of experiences. I think there's a lot of broader rollout um, from from an industry industry perspective as well. Habitational definitely a key area um, for us. That can be apartments, it can be condos, homes, second homes, vacation homes, hotels and resorts. Essentially, places that people live. Um, you normally also have, because of that, you've got kitchens in there and you've got bathrooms and a lot of areas for water to, to come out or to, toilets to clog. 
We also work in the healthcare space. So that can be something as large as hospitals, but also medical and dental offices, uh, even potentially nursing homes, depending where you think that they fall. Um, businesses such as Main Street uh, businesses. So those are your retail stores, restaurants, bars, grocery stores, convenience stores. Not only is water loss uh, a serious concern there, but again, some of the other elements potentially for food spoilage um, and refrigeration failure concerns. And then we also have a lot of background in the office and municipal space. So office buildings, municipal buildings, uh, the school and college campus space and houses of worship or religious institutions. So what we've done is from a technology perspective and where a lot of IoT are deployed is the occupancy is really not so important. The, the device will pick up water wherever water is. And so what we do is try to focus, you know, potentially where the concerns are and where our partners are having loss issues that we can help them solve for and then bring a solution to that occupancy. So um, not limited at all to that subset of occupancies that corporately we work with and, and clearly other IoT, water tied, temperature, humidity tied solutions are focused on, but um, it's hopefully a good overview of the different areas that we play in. Absolutely. Sounds valuable across a number of asset classes. We've talked kind of big picture. How can IoT technology impact a real estate manager in their day-to-day job? Yeah, so, that, so that's a great question. Um, and, and I think that this is a, there's, a, there's a good answer for it. And there's a lot of value to be had for someone who's responsible for you know, a portfolio of, of, of assets or uh, real estate buildings that they're responsible for. And, and IoT has a really unique solution to play, especially in the current uh, pandemic and economic climate we're in right now. So I, I think one of the big solutions that IoT and why we've seen a, a pretty strong path forward or, or progression of IoT adoption even this year is the fact that you get constant 24-7 monitoring of a building and you don't have to be on site. So for a property manager, there's a lot of buildings, there's a lot of commercial real estate you're responsible for. You cannot be everywhere at once. And so if you're able to have a sensor deployed that's constantly monitoring, you basically have eyes and boots on the ground, if you will, uh, figuratively at least, compared to you having to staff and be at a certain location. And a lot of that, quite frankly, would only be able to be done during normal working hours. You still have nights and weekends for for certain types of businesses that people aren't there to, to know if something goes wrong. So 24-7 monitoring without having to have someone there, I think is, the, is a huge benefit. Um, but maybe related to COVID and, and just the current economic climate, the reality is it's hard. Staff, business staff, is staff, folks who would normally be operating, they may be running with a bit of a shell of a normal workload. And so there's less people on site and maybe more responsibility than for the property manager to be able to know when something goes wrong because someone isn't there on an hourly basis like they typically would be. So I think it's a unique situation with the economic climate that, that COVID has created. And I think the other, the other distinction and maybe the broader tie-in to IoT here is a lot of risk management or loss control by its nature is focused on, on reactionary events. And so your ability when something happens to mitigate 
a small situation becoming a larger situation, that's important. Um, and, and there's an element to that here. But where I think IoT and sensor technology really bring benefit to property managers is being part of providing a solution proactively before something occurs. And so your ability, I'll give the example of the predict and prevent type of this, your ability from a freeze perspective to have a temperature sensor that is able to monitor the internal ambient temperature of a building and know if that's getting close to freezing temperatures, your ability to have a pipe sensor measure the water temperature inside of a pipe and know how close that is to freezing and, and know the outside temperature, you're able to sit and say, something's going wrong in this building. Maybe the heat's turned off, maybe they've lost power, but instead of it sitting at 65 degrees, now we see the temperature start to drop. And you're able to start alerting uh, people responsible for that building that something is going wrong before failure or actually get to the point where something is gonna happen. You're gonna have that pipe freeze because the internal temperature inside the building, the temperature of the water in that pipe is getting to freezing. You're gonna have a pipe burst. Someone needs to get there, get power turned back on, get heat turned back on. So I think that a property manager being able to bring a solution, especially on the predictive side is, is a huge benefit and, and really quite frankly, a differentiating factor uh, in, in the marketplace. So, of course, everything comes with a cost, but how can building owners realize long-term cost savings and even benefits of this technology over time? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question on the, on the savings. And one of the big things that we constantly work with our partners on is we want to show a positive return on investment. And so if, if you're able to pay and risk management or loss control X, that we make sure the Y, which is the savings, right, is greater than the initial investment. And we've really had a, a great track record with our partners in a, in a somewhat short period of time, uh, being able to show a positive return on investment. And part of that is to, due to the fact that the cost of the equipment itself is not insurmountable, um, especially in certain, certain models that, that you can use to deploy IoT equipment. You don't have to buy them on day one outright in a purchase model, but different equipment as a service arrangements um, where you pay as you go type situation. And so the return on investment, I think is a, is a big uh, step that building owners themselves of how they realize long-term savings because they'll see you know, in all likelihood that before the end of the first 12 months that they've saved more than they've spent as part of the solution. So there's just an out of, out of pocket benefit to building owners. And I think oftentimes our partners, what they're doing is starting to see that savings and then using it to reinvest in additional expansion of, of IoT sensor rollout throughout their properties because they've realized it on an initial pre-scale uh, component and say, hey, I want to get more buildings there because if you're able to prevent even a single water loss scenario, you've paid for um, the cost of, of the whole installation and, and rollout of IoT solutions for probably a couple of years to come. Um, I think the other element that building owners of how you can realize some savings is there's some interesting even energy efficiency takeaways here and your ability to have constant data and feedback from an IoT situation. So once the sensors are installed, the true benefit really comes and those sensors are on the property, hooked up 
from a cloud perspective, the data comes back to a communications hub, and then the data is sent off to the cloud for analysis. And so the benefit here is all that data is flowing, the, the, end, the end insured or the end partner, the property owner, uh, or the property manager is able to see that data real time uh, or close to real time in an application. And, and what they can do will just use temperature. There may be certain properties out there that you wanna have a normal uh, summer air conditioning temperature inside of a commercial building, a retail building be 70 degrees or 72 degrees. But the reality is if the building is closed or that business is closed on the weekends, do you want to be running your air conditioner to the same extent that you were when you had patrons in the building and, and conversely from a heating perspective in the winter? And so what you're able to do even from a temperature perspective is, is look at those buildings, look at them 24 seven, look at the graphing of the temperatures and able to say, maybe I don't need to be using my HVAC system to a certain extent at night or on the weekends if I don't have people coming through here and, and realize energy savings um, from that perspective. But um, I also think that there's a, um, there's a, there's a convenience factor, which is really maybe kind of uh, conversely looked at. You don't have to go through inconvenience uh, if you're able to benefit the end tenant and, and that satisfaction. And so being able to stop something from happening and not having to shut down their business and get mitigation firms in their water mitigation firms and mold if you have a water loss, being able to just continue to operate as you're normally your business would, I think it's a, it's a big component that ultimately business owners can realize just the ability to stay and continue to do your job is, um, is, is something that I think everyone would hope for. It's an end result. And so if you're able to prevent losses from happening, then businesses are able to continue to operate as, as they normally would. What other examples can you share of this technology in use? Yeah, I have a couple of different examples I'll share. And, and the easy one is uh, on a daily basis, I get, I get reports, fortunately, for our partners who have the technology uh, deployed and, and get to see how the sensors are working and, and what saves they're creating. And so um, actually, I have two or three here I'll share, and, and all of them are from last week in, in the reporting that I've, I've actually seen um, seen as of last week. So one of the examples um, we had in location, the deployed location happened to be a grocery store. And it was earlier this fall where the temperature control unit in one of the grocery store's freezer started to malfunction. And no one, we, we don't know for sure what caused it, but what happened was the temperature started to rise and rise above the threshold of what a refrigeration unit should be operating at. And so once those temperatures started to rise, we started to send alerts uh, and were able to get the grocery store manager to get out to the store. And they were able to find out that that temperature, the walk-in freezer was failing. Uh, they think the likely reason for the failure happened to be potentially inside the compressor. Um, and so what were they were able to do was there was $40,000 of produce potentially at risk here because the, ma the malfunctioning unit ended up hooking to all the refrigeration units uh, downstream. And so they were able to get in there and to get the unit fixed and immediately the one unit that was actually experiencing a malfunction to get the stored 
uh, refrigerated goods out of it and stop the entire store from, from having a refrigeration failure. So that's one that came up um, this fall. And I've got two more that we, uh, we actually talked about earlier today with a partner. Um, so one was a refrigeration unit. We had another one, uh, much smaller. It wasn't a grocery store occupancy setting, um, but we had a freezer unit that went down. Um, it happened to be a walk-in freezer and it was at a, it was a school district. So they had food stored for the students and the walk-in freezer uh, experienced a malfunction. And those temperature sensors were able to monitor that the temperatures were not in that ideal refrigeration realm. And they were able to go into this walk-in freezer, also remove, uh, remove the goods from it and ultimately came back and said there was $2,000 of food in there that had they not been alerted, they would not have known that that walk-in refrigerator was going down, ultimately it amounted to an amount, amounted to a save that they've identified at about $2,000. And the same partner of ours uh, had another alert go off last week. And so we'll get away from refrigeration for, for a bit. And this actually happened to be a water detection save. So they had a toilet that was experiencing an overflow situation. And while there was a drain within the bathroom, it ended up getting clogged. So that water detection monitor, the water sensor went off, said there's water on the floor. Um, we're able to send someone out, start a call tree to send someone out at the property and to get down there and actually get the drain unclogged, pump the drain itself so the water could drain out. And the report back from our partner was that had the alert not gone off, this running toilet would have ultimately flooded the entire basement. So uh, another example as a property manager, it's good to catch things early rather than come in a day later and, you know, come into a flooded basement type scenario. Wow, you can see how with just one event, this technology can really show its worth. How do users get notified when there's an event like the ones you mentioned? Yeah, so it's a good question. So the whole, the whole ecosystem, and this probably ties into the broader idea of the internet of things term broadly. So those sensors are deployed and they're activated and, and we'll use the water example here at, at a certain site. And so once those sensors are installed and hooked up, they're live. And there's two different um, examples of, of the monitoring that goes on. One, uh, someone responsible for that property, it could be the property asset manager, it could be a business owner, is able to see that sensor in an application on their phone. And they're able to anytime log into their phone and see that sensor live and how it's it, the fact that it's online and what the readings are. Uh, but when something starts to go wrong, there's really a uh, cascading level of alerts. And so some things are almost advisory in nature that, hey, we're noticing something is, is going wrong, but it's not an imminent loss scenario, just to let you know, keep your eyes on it type situation. And so when we talked about the refrigerator situations, the fact that a walk-in refrigerator started to warm up, but wasn't at the point to potentially spoil the, the goods stored in it, that's an alert that something is trending in the wrong direction. Uh, for water, any alert, any, any detection of water is a, is a serious alert and it's a top tier alert for us because at that point you don't know if there's half an inch of water on the ground or there's two feet of water. You know that there's water at that source. And so what would happen from an alert perspective is the, 
the individuals responsible for that property, we would find out ahead of time. Um, and those that had access to the information on their apps, they would start getting push notifications on their phone. But sometimes that isn't good enough, especially in water loss scenarios. So what's happening behind the scenes is the algorithms that detected water there um, also start a call process tree. So we have a monitoring support team that 24-7 monitors all the information, the alerts coming. And when we know that there's water present um, at a location, we would actually start a call tree, um, probably in this case, uh, first and foremost, through the property manager or the asset manager um, to let them know that if they didn't see the alerts come through or they didn't have their phone on them, that there is an imminent loss scenario at a location they're responsible for. Um, and to have someone get out to that property to uh, either investigate or turn off the water, or in the case of the one toilet overflow, they were able to unclog the runoff drain that was on the floor of the bathroom and, and otherwise help rectify or mitigate that situation. Thank you so much again for your time, Adam. Again, Adam Care, Vice President and Leader of the IoT Business Segment at HSB. Visit irem.org for more knowledge to take on real estate management's most dynamic challenges. That's www.irem.org.